0: the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world and especially the United States it's the heart that says i will not
3: acquiesce across the gulf of space intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded
2: our planet with envious eyes
0: perception is the key and the heart is the solution heart perception will change everything I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com, find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, and check out our website at www.thesecretteachings.info for our full show archive. All the montages and my books, all at www.thesecretteachings.info. And all of the past week's shows, everything is updated in the archive on the website. All the montages are updated on the website. Everything is ready to go. If you have your subscription to log in and listen to those shows, to download them, take them with you, listen when you have the time to do so, again, www.thesecretteachings.info info. It's all right there on the website. I don't know about you, but I had a pretty good weekend. I had some ups and downs. And this weekend, I had an opportunity to kind of clear my mind a little bit. And as I cleared my mind, sometimes when I clear my mind, it, it actually makes it more cloudy in terms of, what I'm doing in life like when you're so used to this cloudiness you become accustomed to it and you get into like a rut and when you can kind of clear some of that away you become fully consciously aware of what you're doing and then you know you could start to question yourself and that happens every couple of months I start to like question myself with radio only in the sense of like topic matter and then I have to call myself down and say look you just you know take it one day at a time and over the last 10 years you've never not been able to prepare for a show something always always comes to you and that's how I've done this show something always comes to me that's how I come up with the show topic every night and sometimes there's a topic that requires a back-to-back part one and part two sometimes we do that for fun we have a guest on or we have co-hosts or something like that. and we kind of jump around from topic to topic and relate those topics together. And I don't like talking points. I, I don't like um, rhetoric. although if you listen to this show long enough, you know I, I guess I have some rhetoric, but I don't I don't like cultivate. I don't formulate rhetoric. And so I was looking for something to talk about tonight. And for the rest of the week, sometimes things just kind of plan themselves out. And I was thinking about what we discussed on Thursday last week on Thanksgiving, a show called COVID Commander, about how you have mayors and governors and doctors and others that are telling you to wear your masks and to social distance and to stay away from each other on Thanksgiving and then they've all been photographed at the Capitol building, or they've been photographed and videoed at indoor restaurants, no, not social distancing, not you know, performing the necessary mitigation tactics that we've been recommended with a very strong recommendation do, and, and they're not doing them. They're partying at fancy clubs or they're going out to sports bars from the governor of Nebraska to California to people like Feinstein and people like Pelosi and mayors. And there's just another mayor that came out today and was like, listen, if you don't wear the masks, we're going to lock down the economy. Mayor Mike Dugan of Detroit. And he's like, yeah, just uh, wear them. Uh, If you make a commitment to the masks, we don't have to shut down the economy. Which, you know, kind of sounds like a threat because – What happens is 99.99% of people could wear the mask and they can still say that infection rates are skyrocketing. So as a result of that, what happens, well, we still have to lock down. It's the one person who's not wearing the mask that's affecting everybody else. There's not much logic in the medical field. It's all about perception management because if you have your mask, you should be protected. And this is really the difference between what is essentially a crime and what is a vice a vice is something that you do to yourself it's not a crime that's committed against another person a crime is a action that is committed against someone that causes harm so you can tell people based on no evidence no no, no scientific basis that you not wearing a mask will hurt others and you not getting a vaccine will hurt others but that's not true the vaccine should protect that person the mask could protect that person and if you as a free sovereign individual choose not to participate Well, then that will harm you. It won't harm them if they have the safety precautions. Right. So here is Mayor Mike Dugan just threatening the people of Detroit that if you don't wear the mask, we will have to shut the economy down again. Kind of like when Obama said something to the effect of if we don't pass gun control legislation, there will be more murders of children. We will kill more children if you don't give us this power. It's just it's a threat. It's not a warning.
1: Uh well the numbers you're showing are the area. Uh the city of Detroit is the illustration of what Dr. Burks just said. She's been to my office we spent time at this, but Detroit actually has the lowest infection rate in the state of Michigan, where half of that uh of the surrounding suburbs. Uh and it's because behavior changed. In March and April, Michigan was hammered along with New York, and we had within a few weeks a thousand people hospitalized and fifty of our neighbors dying every day. Today, we've got about 200 hospitalized and we're losing one or two people a day to COVID. It's still uh, too high, but the commitment to the testing, the commitment to the masks has shown uh, that you can dramatically drop the infection rate.
4: When you say behavior changed, you have a mask mandate. What's changed?
0: Uh, so. Is the manipulation of the data is what's changed?
1: Well, in March and April, we didn't know. Uh, uh certainly the people in Detroit took to heart the data that showed if an African-American gets COVID, you've got a two to three times more likely chance to die than a Caucasian. Uh, and so uh, in Detroit, uh, assembly lines are in our DNA. We set up the biggest and most efficient drive through testing site in the Midwest at the mm-hmm. fairgrounds. We were testing a thousand or twelve hundred people a day. And all summer and into the fall, if you drove around the city, Detroiters were wearing masks. It was not necessarily true uh, in the surrounding communities. And the governor has made this point repeatedly. Uh, but. Literally in Detroit, we have an infection rate less than half that of the surrounding suburbs. If you make the commitment to the masks, we don't have to shut the economy of this country down.
0: So if you make a commitment to the mask, we don't have to shut the economy down. Now, something Dr. Fauci said just this morning, this was published, about the COVID-19 vaccination and about immunity for it. He said, quote, It likely would last for a full year's cycle. It likely would last for a full year's cycle. So the bottom line is we don't know right now how long it will last. It likely would last for a full year's cycle. So all the things that you've been told and that I've been told and we've listened to authorities and experts and People with white lab coats and people with this perception of prestige and authority have told us from the very beginning, two weeks of lockdown, wear a mask, it's okay, a few people wear it, just participate in the social distancing. And then as it gets more draconian, then we're told the vaccine will put us back to normal and then the vaccine will need to be taken twice and then perhaps five times for some Even the mayor of Detroit there said that it's black people more affected by COVID-19, which even if that were true, there's potentially a reason for that. And if he's talking directly about Detroit, when you look at black communities, not only are black communities typically decimated, you know, in the theme of what Black Lives Matter wants to do to black communities, which is tear apart the families, which they finally removed that from their website. Black communities typically have very poor diets. And this is the reason that it's not just COVID, but black people tend to suffer, uh, depending on where in the country, uh, from higher rates of diabetes and higher rates of obesity. And I mean, across our country here in the United States, it's like, what, 40% of the country is obese. A large portion of that is the black community. And it's the same thing with, with other communities. I mean, just in general, people are big, they're obese, and this causes a, an avalanche of additional problems. And initially, when we were talking about a vaccination, we were told, and CNN published this, we were told that the obesity epidemic could undermine the effectiveness of a COVID-19 vaccination, meaning that if you're obese, put simply, a vaccine will not work because it doesn't have the same effect on someone who is very, very unhealthy. Now just because you're overweight doesn't mean that you're incredibly unhealthy. There are people that are super skinny or even people that are kind of in shape relatively speaking that are very very sick and malnourished. But generally speaking, COVID-19 vaccines would not affect obese people. And if 40% of the country's obese, these people getting vaccinated, it would be a waste of time, it would be very dangerous, it would have no effect. Well, Whether or not that's true, now the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is considering prioritizing Americans who are obese for the coronavirus vaccine. The CDC's Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices is set to meet tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening to this, or maybe a month ago, Tuesday. They're prepared to meet Tuesday at the end of November into December 2020 to discuss which Americans should be first to receive a coronavirus vaccine. They've also talked about people that are black receiving not just a coronavirus vaccine, but multiple coronavirus vaccines. And the article that I have here relating to the Centers for Disease Control from the National Review published by Yahoo News, says it is unclear if the United States will follow in the steps of Great Britain in allowing morbidly obese individuals to receive a vaccine ahead of healthy people under 65. So we have a lot of minutiae here, a lot of confusion. The mayor of Detroit says if you make a commitment to the mask, just make that commitment to the mask. We don't have to shut down the economy. So do what you're told, and then we'll let you go to your, you know, restaurants and your shops. We'll let you go to sporting events and go out and dance at the club and do all. They just got to wear a mask.
1: And the governor has made this point repeatedly. Uh, but literally in Detroit, we have an infection rate less than half that of the surrounding suburbs. If you make the commitment to the masks, we don't have to shut the economy of this country down.
0: It just make the commitment, do what we tell you to do. We won't do it. The governors, Newsom won't do it. Other governors won't do it. Mayors won't do it. They'll tell you not to get together with family and not to spend time with your friends and just social, but they won't do it. They are COVID commanders. They want you to do as they say, not as they do. But then the mayor also says that black people are more affected. Well, the black population, like Our entire global population in most first world countries has a problem with certain types of diseases and sicknesses. Obesity is very large, no pun intended, globally. In Mexico, it's about 70 plus percent of the population is obese. And we've been repeatedly told vaccines won't work on the obese. Well, then that completely obliterates inoculation vaccination theory, does it not? Because it should protect the individual by helping the body prepare for fighting this this battle with this unseen viral thing. But it doesn't. And so as a result of that, now they're having discussions on whether obese Americans should should get the vaccination first despite the fact that the same people are also telling you it won't work on obese Americans. To me, it almost kind of sounds like a, a public justification in pseudoscientific terms of a calling of the population. This is what I'm getting from it. And if you would like to talk about how black lives matter, well, perhaps we could talk about the lives of hundreds of black men who were injected and studied, who had syphilis during the Tuskegee experiment. Oh, what was that, about 90 years ago? Was 70, 80, about 90 years ago. And who were not told they had syphilis and were monitored under the guise of free health care. And so you have people like Bill and Melinda Gates who say that we would like to give black people the vaccine first. We'd like to give them priority because we believe BLM. And we would very much like to give black people more than one vaccine. We want to make sure that it sticks, because as Fauci has just said, it likely would last for a full year's cycle. So they don't even know how long the vaccine would protect you for, which the reality is it won't protect you at all. It will actually make you sicker. And then, you know, I I could be crazy maybe and theorize that, the, the idea of the vaccine is to introduce what they call like a dead virus, which they still are debating in Scientific American and others, that was a virus alive or is it dead? We're not really sure. They're still debating this germ theory. So if the virus is dead, it comes into your body. Your body can kind of build up an immunity to it, as they tell you. This is the theory anyway. Then they're basically injecting coronavirus into your body, right? Or they're they're using antibodies and... I don't know what they're doing with these vaccines, okay? Nobody really knows what they're doing. Okay, Moderna and the uh, DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, as we talked about on Friday last week, they've paid Moderna $56 million to develop an RNA system of vaccines. RNA is what allows your your, uh, cells. It it basically communicates and produces cells, so it knows what cells to produce. And it's the foundational code of your, of your DNA. So if you can tamper with that, you don't even have to have synthetic biology. You basically just hijack the body and can start reproducing, replicating cells. Then we get into things like hydrogel, which DARPA has invented. Hydrogel is, does the same thing as smart dust. It gives real-time readouts from inside the body. So these are the kinds of vaccines they're talking about injecting into you. Now, do they need to inject... Some form of nanobot into you. People keep saying this. No, they don't. Nobody needs to inject that into you. That's in the atmosphere. That's in the environment. You can breathe that in. Do they need to inject you with something that will allow them to genetically engineer you? No, that that has been shown in studies. When you consume that food or animals that are genetically engineered, it can have the same cascading effect on your genetics and same thing with chemical exposure and radiation this can all have that effect on your body so they don't need to use a vaccine and they don't need to inject something into your body that can be you can be exposed to in the environment so th- this should be common sense and so i think the question then becomes why are we worried about like genetic mutations from a vaccine why are we worried about rna Vaccines. Why are we worried about nanobots and vaccines? Why are we worried about all this stuff? And why are we worried about the obese people who vaccines won't work on, but they want to give it to them first anyway, and black people who seem to be suffering at a higher rate from COVID, they claim, which is totally not true, when you know the black community typically has higher rates of other diseases, which are primarily responsible for the deaths and the suffering across the board across the world for COVID? Why is the black community being given five vaccines or more? And why is the vaccine suddenly going to be routine every year? So something is going on here that is far beyond the the mere idea that, oh, they're trying to inject us with nanobots. I, I don't buy that. Oh, they're trying to inject us with X or with Y or with Z they're just trying to sterilize black people they're trying to st- i don't think that you need to use a vaccine directly to do that that can be done through water that can be done through food that can be done through in the environment i mean if you've been paying attention fukushima is still a very very big issue but hardly anybody talks about it i just read an article from uh, hakai magazine coastal science and societies it's um I, I think it is a Japanese magazine. I'm not exactly sure, but it's a very good write up this article, Fukushima's Radioactive water uh, wastewater dilemma. And, and there are hundreds of thousands of tons of contaminated tritium water that they've been dumping into the ocean for for now. It's been nine plus years. And it's like, well, we're not really worried about that radiation. We're not really worried about genetically modified foods.'re not So I guess my point is you get people that are like conspiracy theorists. And they're not really worried about Fukushima at the moment. It's not a hot topic. They're not really worried about genetically modified foods or smart dust or hydrogel. They're just worried about, oh, they're going to put nanites in my body. Well, well, nanites, robots, sure, but nano just means size, so it could be anything. Um, Metals can be nanoparticulates, which are sprayed aluminum, barium, strontium, and other things in the atmosphere in geoengineering trails that are well-documented from the Air Force and others. Uh, Kennedy talked about it in the 60s, weather control, weather modification, using these types of technologies. Uh, It's in the State Department website, Department of Defense, and so on and so forth. So all that's real. Why are we so concerned just about that vaccine doing all the things that our food and that Fukushima, for that matter, can can do the same thing to our environment? And on the flip side of that, the people that aren't conspiracy theorists in the traditional sense— they're like, "Well, you know, you got to have this mask and you got to have the social distancing. But they're not really too worried about other things, like the mayor of Detroit he's he's like, "We got two people dying a day. We can't have this. It's like two people dying a day. Dude, sixteen hundred people died yesterday from preventable heart disease. I mean, I don't know the math in my head, but four hundred thousand plus a year in the us. die of of cigarette smoking, which is a hundred percent preventable. Uh, do the math there: four hundred thousand divided four a plus thousand, like four to to thirty thousand, divided by three hundred sixty-five. It's a lot of people every single day. Totally preventable. Where's the lockdown on smokers? Where's the mask wearing for cigarette smoke? You're worried about all these things because they're like hot popular topics. That's why during election cycles, it's like abortion and social issues. And but nobody wants to talk about the Federal Reserve. Nobody wants to talk about wars of aggression and occupation and. Just things that actually do matter. Uh, so your attention is being directed towards something. It's being directed toward the stage. It's a mirage. It's an illusion. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. When we come back, we're going to get into more details about this right here on The Fringe FM. Check out the Fringe.fm, the network website. Download the free applications to listen to the show. Subscribe to our archive at TheSecretTeachings.info. I'll tell you about our end-of-the-year subscription special. It's a big one, and kind of like our Black Friday sale in a way, but it goes basically through the end of the year. It'll be a big special deal. Stay tuned. I'll tell you how to get access to the archive and some free books when you subscribe. www.thesecretteachings.info I'm Ryan Gable. Stay with us. More after this. Story. Hey, this is Charlie Robinson, the Octopus of Global Control author, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
5: Want more of The Fringe?
0: Check out thefringe.fm
5: for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the Normal and Paranormal Collide, it's The Fringe FM.
6: If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes, and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing Montage Archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, Ryan, and yourself.
2: the Fringe FM. This is the
1: Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion
5: or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com.
1: Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com/slash the secret teachings.
2: Or our website, the secret
0: This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, somewhere between the normal and paranormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation, just a prolonged nightmare. Right here on The Fringe FM. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my
3: home website, www.kevbakershow.com, and you're listening to the secret teachings with Ryan Gable. out there and so are we ktlk
5: digital broadcasting
3: the fringe
0: fm the secret teachings is the middle ground between the mainstream and alternative between the official story and clickbait conspiracy it lies between man's lack of critical thinking and his acknowledgment of discovering the patterns of nature. This is a radio show of objective analysis from the occult to pop conspiracy and health. A show we call The Secret Teachings. You can catch the broadcast Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM, the Fringe.fm, and www.thesecretteachings.info.
5: Gentlemen, thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing. Uh, phenomenal show, for phenomenal interview, phenomenal questions. And uh, I'd be willing to come back and, at any time and uh, explore other topics for discussion. So thank you for having me on today. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from whatonearthishappening.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
0: This is David Ike from David Icke. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are tuned in to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. If you missed last week's shows, they are in the archive at thesecretteachings.info. You can download and stream every show once you subscribe. We have our end-of-the-year subscription special now. It is $40 for a one-year subscription, a digital copy of each of my books, and a physical copy of one of the books of your choice. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and donate the $40, and that will get you the digital books, the physical book, it's free shipping in the United States, and a one-year subscription. You can also use it to extend your subscription. This is kind of our Black Friday end of the year, The Secret Teachings special deal. We try to do this every year. kind of supports the show brings in a little income and uh, we give away a lot of uh, stuff as well uh, throughout the next couple of months through New Year's. Well, New Year's uh, Christmas, Thanksgiving, these are all things that we're not really supposed to celebrate. I've never been a big you know person who's celebrated these things anyway, but uh, I remember back on July 4th uh, you know our, our Independence Day and i remember hearing about how we weren't supposed to celebrate independence day remember and then there was there were these like news clips of people blowing up fireworks all over los angeles and it was like it was like the end of a star wars film or something like the empire was falling like the death star had exploded And the people on TV, these two women, were like, they're not supposed to be doing this. They can't be shooting fireworks off. We told them to go inside and never come out of their house again. right? They were just like panicking. Well, last week we talked about COVID commander. Thank your overlords. About how governors, mayors, etc., they're not abiding by their own regulations and their own recommendations, and that shows that they're not very afraid of getting sick. And I played with you a, clip from the mayor of Detroit where he said that if you just wear the mask, we won't have to shut the economy down. Just wear the mask. We won't have to shut the economy down. It's, it's a it's a threat. It's not even a veiled threat. It's a very overt threat.
1: We have an infection rate less than half that of the surrounding suburbs. If you make the commitment to the masks, we don't have to shut the economy of this country down.
0: If you make a commitment to the mask, we won't have to shut the economy down. Okay. well, I told you this on Thursday and anybody could have told you this. But I said they're going to tell you to do the same thing for Christmas and New Year's that they told you to do for Thanksgiving, not get together with your family. I believe it was the mayor of Denver tweeted Don't get together with your family, social distance, stay away from them. And then he gets on a plane 30 minutes later and goes to see his relatives. Well, here is a clip from CNN where it's from CNN Newsroom host Boris Sanchez talking with a medical analyst, Dr. Jonathan Reiner, about what we can do to save vulnerable people. This holiday season. Here's the medical analyst.
4: Describe Thanksgiving as potentially the mother of all super spreader events. There are other major holidays on the way. So what should the average American be doing right now to stay safe? They should be masking up and not traveling. This virus is you know, no longer isolated to certain enclaves in the United States. It's all over the country. And when people travel from place to place, they just further that spread. So uh, the next big holiday is obviously the Christmas, New Year's holiday, where people tend to travel, want to travel, want to be with family, but we just can't do it this year. You know, we're going to cause needless deaths, uh, and particularly uh, among people we really care about, you know, our most vulnerable, our grandparents, our parents, uh, our neighbors. We can't travel this year. We need to stay home. This is a sacrifice that Americans can make, and we should be making it for each other. Stay home, mask up. We'll have a great series of holidays next year. We'll really have, we'll have something to celebrate next year.
0: Oh, we'll have a great series of holidays next year. Yeah. We were also told if you stay in your house for two weeks, it'll all go away. We were told if you stay in your house for four weeks and wear a mask, it'll all go away. And we were told if once we get a vaccine, it'll all go away. And then once we get a vaccine, have to, you'll have to have one a quarter um and then it'll go away and then once we get a vaccine and we have a new president in the United States it'll all go away and then it's well once we have a vaccine and black people get 5 of them and you get one every year then it'll go away and then we hear actually it'll never go away but we can celebrate thanksgiving and new years and christmas next year if you just do what we tell you to do this year like clearly something's wrong here right clearly this isn't adding up clearly you're being lied to. And I don't think that it really takes a genius or an analyst to figure this out, but we just can't do it. We can't do it. He says, and it's like these people get pleasure out of it. We just can't do it. Stay home. Don't do it. Don't go see your relatives. It's the mother. I mean, listen, listen to what the CNN host, this tool, Boris Sanchez says, Oh, oh, his last name is Sanchez though. So, I'm supposed, to be, since I'm supposed to listen to what he says because if a Mexican guy or a black guy or a trans person says, stay in your house, don't go anywhere, and I tell them, no, I'm going to leave my house and go hang out with my friend or go take a walk, they say, oh, you're transphobic. I and mean, this is the only argument that these kinds of people have because they're obsessed with genetics. They're Essentially, these people are the byproduct of a cult ideology of eugenicists. Who are obsessed with genetics here's what sanchez said
4: describe thanksgiving as potentially the mother of all super spreader events
0: the mother of all super spreader events christmas What? sand is not going to bring you coal this year joe biden got rid of coal santa's going to bring you COVID 19 if you get together and celebrate christmas Now, granted, I'm not one to really celebrate Christmas. I understand the concept, the idea, the tradition. I understand hollig dogs, which is the old English for holy day. That's where our word holiday comes from. I understand all that. If I have someone to spend time with, great. If I don't, I don't. So I'm not like a huge conservative, traditional, I-have-to-have-a-Christmas-tree kind of a person. I like the symbolism of it. But I'm coming at this from an objective point of view. I'm not for it, per se, or against it. I'm kind of open to whatever. But for this loser on CNN to be like it's the mother of all super-spreader events, really, well, what about the thousands, the tens of thousands of people that have been rioting in the streets for the last uh, six months to a year? Are are they not super-spreaders? I think you guys all are very, very well aware of, of this and the double standards. But there's one thing that Really piques my curiosity. Now, we've talked about vaccines the last two weeks on our Friday shows. Two weeks ago, I did a show called One Shot, Two Shot, Three Shot More about vaccination inoculation theory, which is all that it is theory. And we talked about smallpox and how they transferred this noxious substance, the pus, from one person to another. And when you transfer some poison to another body, of course, people are going to get sick, whether it's feces or it's mercury. And this is not good, right? And then last Friday, uh, the show was called Smart Dust to Dust. And we talked about how you don't need to take a vaccine and you don't need to be exposed to whatever they supposedly are putting into your body with the Q-tip during the test. I mean, maybe this stuff is true. I don't know. But what I found was that DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency of the Department of Defense, there's a good book by Annie Jacobson on them, DARPA paid Moderna $56 million to produce an RNA vaccine. Back in 2010, a Canadian scientist, Derek Rossi, found a way to reprogram molecules that carry genetic instructions, otherwise known as mRNA, messenger ribonucleic acid, so that they can basically alter and hijack the body. They developed through DARPA and a program called, uh, in 2014, In Vivo Nano Platforms. They developed something called Hydrogel. A nanotechnology that can be used to, once it's implanted as a sensor in the body, measure the the, the glucose levels, oxygen levels, and other things. It's very similar to UC Berkeley's uh, Smart Dust, and it's very similar to other forms of uh, what they call electrocuticles and, and things like this. So we're we're well aware that that technology exists, and, and RNA vaccines exist, but my argument on Friday and my argument tonight to go a little bit further, and that's what I want to do tonight, I want to go further than Friday, and we're going to get into some other stuff this week, other topics unrelated to this, but this is really, really uh, an interesting psychological overview of many different things. Let, let, Let me explain exactly where my mind is at. So they tell you that on If you're on the side of conspiracy theorists, where everything's a conspiracy, which is total nonsense, then you think, well, they're putting nanites in my body, they're putting nanobots in my body. A lot of times people don't realize nano is a description of size. It's not a robot. If a robot is nano-sized, then it's a nanobot. But nano is a size. You can have nano particulates of of a variety of different things. They're not necessarily robots that self-replicate and can control parts of your body and be programmed or reprogrammed. But nano is a size. So they don't have to use a Q-tip to put this in your nose when they do a COVID test. They don't have to inject those things into your body. And let's, I mean, we know about Moderna and we know about DARPA and we know about hydrogel. And we know about smart dust, and we know about neural dust, and we know about uh, the the other names that they have for it—various different names. They'll call electrocuticle and things like this. So we know that that technology exists. But let's just for a second, let's imagine that uh, this all has to do with like putting nanobots in your body. And I don't really buy that. But here's the thing: Julian Assange from WikiLeaks. I played this on Friday. Julian Assange said that this is going to be all around us, spread out like he called it confetti. It'll just be everywhere. Uh, What he called evil, intelligent dust.
1: Intelligent, evil dust uh, scattered everywhere like, like confetti in everything.
0: So intelligent, evil dust. And Ray Kurzweil from Google said nanobots will infuse all the matter around us with information. Rocks, trees, everything will become these intelligent computers. So all this stuff, it's well known publicly if you go and find it, if you dig it up, or if you listen to shows like this where we put it all together. So having an understanding of that, the technology exists to put so-called nanites or nanobots in your body without needing a vaccine and to put things in your body without needing to put a Q-tip up your nose, right? Now maybe you could argue like, well, it's a spiritual thing. You have to give them permission. Let me take the test, and then they, okay, fine. But I'm just saying, and my point is, you don't need to do that with a vaccine or a test to put that stuff in the body. Kurzweil, Assange, and others have said that this is just going to be what's in the environment. It's going to be everywhere. It's already in your body. It's in trees. It's in rocks. It's in animals. It's allowing for the hijacking and arguably the replacement of organic life, but the hijacking of organic life, ultimately the replacement of organic life with synthetic life, which is why they're creating synthetic genomes, and they've got the, the extension of the Human Genome Project, the BioGenome Project, to catalog animals and insects and funguses, um, and then, they, of course, they also have the Brain Mapping Initiative, which they've kind of renamed, and all of this is proceeding forward. And when you look at one country in particular that has been at the forefront of this outside of the United States has been China, where China has done some of the first human and like public human animal experiments. They've done some of the first genetically modified human experiments, all out in the open. And China has been for a, for a you know I guess for a, probably a very long time. The U.S. has done this, and other countries have done this, but like they've been experimenting with with genetically modified humans and hybrids and things like this, and synthetic biologies. So when you take all this into consideration, when I take it into consideration, I start thinking, okay, I listen to the mayor of Detroit, Mike Dugan, and it just is like totally unrelated, it seems, to everything else. Like, what does this guy have to do with nanotechnology? Well, he basically nothing. Right. But I listen to it and I hear the talking points. I hear the rhetoric. I want you to listen to this again. I'm going to stop it and uh, to make a point. This is the mayor of Detroit. And he tells you at the end, if you make a commitment to the masks, we don't have to shut down the economy. But this isn't a mask show tonight. This is. Wait a minute. Something else is going on here. Listen to what he says.
1: Uh well the numbers you're showing are the area. Uh the city of Detroit is the illustration of what Dr. Burks just said. She's been to my office we spent time at this, but Detroit actually has the lowest infection rate in the state of Michigan, where half of that uh of the surrounding suburbs. Uh and it's because behavior changed. In March and April, Michigan was hammered along with New York, and we had within a few weeks a thousand people hospitalized and fifty of our neighbors dying every day. Today, we've got about 200 hospitalized and we're losing one or two people a day to COVID. It's still uh, too high, but the commitment to the testing, the commitment to the masks has shown uh, that you can dramatically drop the infection rate.
4: When you say behavior changed, you have a mask mandate. What's changed?
1: Uh, so, well, in March and April, we didn't know. Uh, uh, certainly, people in Detroit took to heart the data that showed if an African-American gets COVID, you've got a two to three times more likely chance to die than a Caucasian.
0: So two to three times more likely to die if you're African-American in Detroit or across the board. They've said, you know, black people are more affected by COVID-19. Okay. Well, black people are more affected. Uh, typically, black people in black communities have, uh, just like other so-called minority communities and Majority communities do as well, but they have very poor diets and black people suffer at a very high rate of heart disease and diabetes. So if black people are suffering at a higher rate of diabetes and heart disease and other things, then, yeah, they'll be more affected by symptom complexes as they essentially are of what they classify COVID-19 to be as an independent virus that causes these symptoms when it's no different than the flu or the cold or When your body just does a natural detox, you know, you do like a detox process and you're going to have the same symptoms, a runny nose, a fever, a headache, perhaps achiness, soreness. Sure. Basically, it's the flu. It's the cold. It's whatever they classify it as. So, sure, black communities are going to have more of that. But one thing that really stands out to me is from the beginning, we've heard that black communities are going to be more Affected by COVID 19. And then they follow along with the numbers. You're two to three more times likely to be affected if you're black. So at one point, Bill and Melinda Gates said that they want to give black people up to five COVID vaccinations. Up to five COVID vaccinations. Just black people. Black people. And I don't know what, at what point do they look at your skin and they say, okay, you're not black enough. You don't get the five vaccines. But they've said five vaccines for black people. Well, if black people are getting five vaccines and white people are going to get one vaccine and they said it's going to have to be like it's going to have to be like every other year or something or every year or every quarter. And Dr. Fauci has now said that the bottom line is, quote, we don't know right now how long it lasts when you get this vaccine, whether you're black or you're white. But it likely would last for a full year cycle. I find that really interesting, a a cycle. What kind of cycle is that? Perhaps the cycle he's referring to is not so much like a cycle of seasons for the flu or for the cold. It's more like a renewal process, you know, when you get insurance. Or you sign up for a subscription to something, and it's renewed. You get the vaccine. You have your health pass. You're allowed to travel for a year. You can do whatever you want, in essence. But you still have to do it within the confines of the structure that's put in place. However, what happens is, when you get the vaccine a second time, it renews your travel pass. You get the vaccine a second time, it renews your health pass. It renews your right to be a free human being. It renews your your right to exist. And if you protest and you don't participate, then you don't have a right to be a human. You don't have a right to exist. So they're going to tell you that if you're black, you need more vaccines and it's going to be going to give it to you for free. Right. They're going to come after the black community. Fine. That's what Melinda Gates said. And black community, like other communities has a large number of obese people. Uh, obesity in the U.S. is very, very, uh, it's a very large number, about 42%, somewhere around there. In Mexico, it's like 70 something percent, which is just astounding. Uh, one of the Mexican health authorities, or authorities, a health czar essentially, said uh, months ago that soda is primarily responsible for sickness in Mexico, not COVID 19. And they were, of course, assaulted verbally by the media. But even mainstream media has acknowledged that obesity would undermine the effectiveness of a COVID-19 vaccine because obese people are sick. So here's where the logic, or rather the illogic, comes in. Obese people are sick by the nature of their obesity. They have diabetes. They have high blood pressure. They have any number of problems that comes about with Carrying far too much weight, breathing problems, sleep apnea, things like that. These are all things that can be classified as symptoms of COVID 19. So, people that are obese probably won't feel any effect from the vaccine. They might be made sicker, but if the theory of the vaccine is right, they give you this dead virus or whatever it is, and then they, you know, makes you immune to it or makes you more uh, able to fight the real thing, then. How exactly are these obese people going to be unaffected by it? Shouldn't like viral inoculation vaccine theory play out regardless of if you're overweight, regardless if, if you have a heart condition or a lung condition or something like that? So that tells us that just like the governors that don't wear masks and are seen out partying at private resorts and sports bars inside enclosed, with no masks, with science advisors and others, that they're not really scared of the virus. They're not really afraid, and they are in the know, so they should be aware of what's going on. And they're not scared, Then I don't think we should be scared. I don't think we should be afraid anyway. But it's the same thing with inoculations and fat people. If you're fat and you get vaccinated, the vaccine's not going to work for sure. So is it really the vaccine that works or doesn't work, or is it the overall health of the individual and the dietary lifestyle choices that determine whether or not you're healthy or you're sick. In even simpler terms, it's not the vaccine that will protect you. It's essentially you that will protect you. Now, for someone who's older, and you say, well, what about grandma? She was in good shape. Grandma is now vulnerable. Well, you make a decision. Do you want to go see grandma? Does grandma want you to come see her? Does she care? Is she afraid? One way or another, this is a decision that is left up to you as an individual. But yet, mayors and governors tell you, no, we need to save grandma and tell everybody what they need to do to save grandma. It's not up to them to tell you what to do to save grandma. Because if their vaccine works, others are protected. You choose not to get it. That's your decision. It affects you and only you. This is not a crime. Your rights don't end where you decide that you're not going to participate in something that is potentially and almost guaranteed to be harmful. Where they're even telling you now, yeah, the, the, the vaccine is going to be very, very harmful. You are going to feel severe negative side effects. That They're all over the Internet saying that. And now the Centers for Disease Control, which has also said, look, you're going to feel bad effects from this thing. The CDC says obese Americans could receive priority for a coronavirus vaccine. So it's like, wait a minute. Didn't they just say fat people won't have it? They won't be affected by it. Now they want to give it to them first. So let me try to get this straight. They want to give the vaccine to fat people who they say it won't work on. And they'd like to give it in a higher dose and more doses to black people. Something is not right here. They say black people have a higher rate of infection and a higher chance of death. So they need to get the vaccine first. If I didn't know any better, I'd think that these were crazy, psychotic, globalist eugenicists who are trying to weed out the undesirable elements in our society. I'm not saying fat people and black people are undesirable. Ultimately, anyone who isn't in the upper echelon of less than a half a percent are undesirable, like Henry Kissinger and David Rockefeller and others have said about the general population. So, if that's what's happening, and they really want to help these people, great, but the science isn't there to support it. What is there is a long history of of attempting to eradicate people that are a drag on society, people that are reliant on the welfare system, that are obese, that are straining the rest of us, straining the system. Looks like a great opportunity to be exploited by eugenicist control freak psychopaths like Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum and people like G.G. Ping, People that practice and are big proponents of eugenics and population control. It ain't about injecting nanobots into your body. That technology exists outside the vaccine. It's about total control. It's about eugenics. It always has been and always will be. This is what we're up against. And that's what we're talking about and exposing here on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. $40 right now gets you a one-year subscription you can also use that subscription deal to renew your subscription you get all of my books in digital form and a physical book free shipping in the U.S. www.thesecretteachings.info there's more after this don't go anywhere
3: This is David Parker, one of the authors of What Really Makes You Ill, Why Everything You Think You Knew About Disease Is Wrong.
1: I'm Dawn Lester, co-author of What Really Makes You Ill, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings.
3: And uh, it's been a pleasure to be here. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info.
0: You could listen to this. And that show is now running all day Friday and all day Saturday on History Channel, which is really amazing. It's, I don't know if there's any other show on TV that's doing that right now, so. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week, and join us to explore the outer limits and quarantine zones of history, symbolism, parapolitics, myth, and more. We don't have insiders or some galactic confederation ambassador, but we do have books, memories, critical thinking skills, and an ability to recognize patterns. And we also know a little bit about a lot. But don't take my word for it. I'm
2: kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed a generalist.
0: Find TheFringe.fm Monday through Friday for new episodes of The Secret Teachings or check out TalkStream Live in the Paranormal Radio app. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info to subscribe to the entire show archive so that you can listen, stream, and download every episode after it airs. Subscribers also get access to our montages and digital books. www.thesecretteachings.info and the Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on the Fringe FM. Don't settle for less. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence, David has no evidence, but oh. I hate this channel.
6: Do you like the Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books. Available in PDF and soft cover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana
2: the fringe fm this is jess Rogie from the Rogie report news and i literally sift through hundreds of articles a week to bring you the best in fringe news check out the Rogie
3: report news here on the fringe fm you can't handle the truth join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination where happiness is an illusion here where the past present And future, all coexist on the same timeline. Welcome to a future where our true reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. This is
5: KTLK Digital Broadcasting. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM.
0: I'm Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. We have a listener in Australia named Bradley Roberts. Big shout out to Bradley. He's been listening for a long time. He sent me this video about hydrogel. It's really creepy. There's a hydrogel structure. If you don't know what hydrogel is, it was developed by DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. During their in vivo nano platforms program for implantable nano technologies that allows for sensors to be implanted into the body so that glucose, oxygen, and other things can be measured in the same way that electrocuticles were being discussed and developed by UC Berkeley, smart dust, intelligent evil dust that Assange referred to, Julian Assange, nanobots that Kurzweil. Her is well referred to. So Bradley sends me this video, and it's really creepy. I, I don't know, Bradley, if you had this intention in sending me the video, but I watch it, and they have this little hydrogel structure. I, I thought it was a, a joke. I mean, maybe it is a joke. I don't know. I thought it was a joke, but this little structure that just looks like and they got this music playing. Sounds like porno music or something. But they got this music playing, this little little thing that looks like, I guess it's salt, called hydrogel. It's dancing around um, through a salt solution, it says. A salt solution and a pulsing electric field. And I guess it's supposed to be like this fun, exciting thing. I mean, this was developed six years ago. And this video is from 2018. But the thing is, the hydrogel itself, the structure, looks like a a person. It it kind of looks like, if you've ever seen the Native American drawings of the man in the maze, it looks like the man in the maze, Um, or at least some of them, uh, where you have this, this guy, this like stick figure guy in the maze. That's what it looks like, except it has a much longer neck. I mean, it looks like a human, but an elongated human. I guess what I'm really getting at here is uh, if this is really what a hydrogel looks like, it, it looks like literally like a, a, a rendering of Slender Man. It's very creepy. And it's, in this video, it's white. It's pale. And this is what can be used to obtain readouts from the body. And if you can obtain readouts from it, you can also use it to theoretically send signals into the body to control certain things. Without having synthetic biology, you'd be able to hijack organic biology. So this little thing looks kind of like a Slenderman character. It's very strange, but I want to thank Bradley for sending that to us. The Centers for Disease Control, as I mentioned in the last segment, is talking about giving obese people priority for the coronavirus vaccine, but we've also been told, and CNN reported this even a couple of months ago, that for obese people, the vaccine won't have any effect, which obliterates virus inoculation theory. That's why they call it a medical practice, because they're practicing. They haven't figured it out yet, but it abolishes, in my view, inoculation vaccine theory, because if the vaccine, the inoculation should protect you by introducing your body to a weakened form of whatever it is they're trying to build up immunity to, then it shouldn't matter if you're fat or if you're skinny, it should have the same effect. And even if the theory was correct and it does build up an immunity to it, the simple fact that the mainline theorists tell us If you're obese and sick, it won't matter. And the Centers for Disease Control says that people who are dying have two and a half on average other medical conditions like obesity and diabetes and cancer and things like this that are causing them to succumb, not to COVID-19, but to the drugs, the tests, the chemicals, the surgeries, and the overall wear and tear on the body and mind from having these conditions. In the simplest terms, the vaccine isn't working. It's not going to work. It's not meant to work. It never worked and it never will work. It's what you've done to your body that will determine whether you get sick from COVID or from anything. If you want to go further? You can discuss the relationship of COVID 19 as a virus to nanotechnology, or you could discuss. Some people don't believe that anything exists at all. That's fine. The point is not about these arguments. The point is wondering why we're told that obese people have no effect, no effect on obese people with a vaccine, but the CDC wants to get it to them first. Why? We were also told by Bill and Melinda Gates that the priority for a vaccine for COVID-19 should be to the black community. And we were also told, I played the clip twice tonight, we were also told by the mayor, Mike Dugan, of Detroit, that black people are two to three times more likely to succumb to COVID-19 than Caucasians.
1: They took to heart the data that showed if an African-American gets COVID, you've got a two to three times more likely chance to die than a Caucasian.
0: Well, you could use the same data and say that an obese person has a two to three or four times higher chance of dying than someone who's not obese for different reasons. It is merely a projection of an artificial reality to create a false perception, to hijack your sense of awareness and focus it And turn something that at the very least, even if everything we're told is true, to turn something like a pandemic into a racial issue. And then start suggesting that we should give free, immediate vaccines to black folks. And the people that are telling you this, like Bill and Melinda Gates, Bill Gates' father was instrumental in founding Planned Parenthood, which was directly founded by Margaret Sanger, who called black folks weeds and wanted to use Planned Parenthood to eradicate not merely the black population, but other populations as part of an elitist eugenics operation. You can read her quotes the woman that would speak at Klan rallies. So you're right. There are white supremacists, but they're not so much white. It's not about skin color. It's about wealth and power and genetics. I mean, there are black globalists, women globalists. So these are the people that see you as inferior. And they see some groups as more inferior than others. People that are sick, they can't take care of themselves, people that are black, they're the ones that need the vaccine first. This is an open declaration of eugenics. If you know the history, you understand who these people are and where they come from and what they represent. When you hear Melinda Gates and Bill Gates talk about giving blacks five vaccines, it ain't about helping black people. It's about doing whatever that vaccine is intended to do. Maybe it's sterilization. Maybe it's death. It definitely is not needed to sterilize you. It's not needed to inject certain things in your body that could be absorbed in the environment. But there's something strange about it. And perhaps it's kind of what Fauci said or alluded to. Dr. Fauci said this the end of this weekend and to today, The bottom line is we don't know right now how long it lasts, the vaccine. It likely would last for a full year cycle. So a cycle that once you get the vaccine, you get your certificate of travel, you get your multi-pass, you get your vaccine passport. And then a year later, if you don't take another vaccine, then it won't be renewed. So it's good for one global government cycle. It's good for one cycle, and then you have to get it repeated again. Just like you're always going to wear the mask and social distance, you're going to get the vaccine, multiple vaccines. Something just isn't right here. Something is off. Something is, is fishy, it smells bad. And there are many things I could put my finger on, but there's something just off about all this. And in the meantime, you have psychopaths that are on CNN like Jonathan Reiner on the Boris Sanchez CNN newsroom show. And this guy with a smug, arrogant, sociopathic look in his face is like, we just can't do it. We can't have Christmas this year. We just can't have it
4: describe thanksgiving as potentially the mother of all super spreaders it's a super
0: events. spreader event
4: there are other major holidays on the way so what should the average american be doing right now to stay safe they should be masking up and not traveling this virus is you know no longer isolated to certain enclaves in the united states it's all over the country and when people travel from place to place they just further that spread So, uh, the next big holiday is obviously the Christmas, New Year's holiday, where people tend to travel, want to travel, want to be with family, but we just can't do it this year. Can't do it. We're going to. Can't do it. You can't do it. Needless deaths, uh, particularly uh, among people we really care about, our most vulnerable, our grandparents.
0: See, See, this is what I don't think a lot of people understand. If you choose to wear a mask, it protects you. If you choose to vaccinate, it protects you. If you hire a security guard, the security guard isn't hired to protect somebody else. They're hired to protect you. That's why you hire them, to protect you. That's why you wear the mask. That's why you take the vaccine. That's why you take the drug and do the surgery. It's to protect you, not other people. But when you base these ideas on an inverted reality and an inverted scientific reality and inverted scientific theories or medical theories, germ theory, etc., what you get is, no, the mask does not protect you. It protects everybody, which means everybody has to participate. Or if one person steps out of line, if one person doesn't do it, then everybody is sick. Ludicrous. If one person doesn't get vaccinated, they put everybody at risk. Ludicrous. If you hire a bodyguard, they guard your body. They don't guard other people's bodies because you've hired them to protect you. You wear a seatbelt not to protect other people, but to protect you. It's your decision. And I don't think any state should be able to legally make it a law that you have to wear a seatbelt. Oh, do you want people to get hurt? It's not a matter of what I want, it's a matter of what is a free choice that an individual can make. Government is not there to mandate it and to force it. Government is there to protect your right to make a choice that is harmful to yourself. Government is there to protect your right to make a decision that, along with Your grandma who makes the same decision, I want to get together with my grandma, grandma wants to get together with me, we don't care about your masks and your social distancing, we don't care if it is a horrible virus and millions are dying, we want to see each other one last time. It's not the government's responsibility and the government has no authority to tell you that you can't go see grandma. Now if grandma's afraid and she says don't come see me, that's a personal thing you got to work out with grandma. Otherwise, these people don't have any authority over you. They have no right to tell you what you can or cannot do. They have no right. The only power they have, and this is kind of a beautiful thing, is it's still shown that the power comes from you as an individual. The power really does come from we, the people. Because when you say, no, I'm not going to do that, well, they'll harass you and they'll get others to harass you, but you ultimately don't have to do it. The only way, the way they can get you to do it is by force. And then they're violating the law. God's law, natural law, and, of course, state federal law. And in some cases, if it's medical uh, experimentation, they're violating the Nuremberg uh, Nuremberg Code and the Geneva Convention. So that's why they have to coerce. The power comes when you say, okay, I will do it. That's the only way these people have power. It doesn't mean that life's going to be really easy because you did the right thing or because you stood up for yourself. It just means that they can't force you to do it, period. Beyond that, it's totally your decision to decide what is best for you in any given moment. Uh, I think I mentioned that uh, a couple weeks ago when I went to, I was browsing. I wanted to browse and see some new computers, and I finally saved up. It took absolutely forever, but I finally saved up and I bought this uh, this iMac, which has streamlined the show process. And so I went to look at what an iMac looked at. I always had wanted one. I'm not necessarily proud of purchasing an Apple product, but I go to the store and I'm I go to Best Buy, and I go in. The guys like you got to wear the mask, etc. And you know it it irritates me when I say when I tell tell a story like this and people are like, "Oh, just shut up and wear the mask." It's not about the mask. This isn't about a mask. This is. I walk in. He says, "Wear a mask." I say, "No." He says, "You got to have a mask or you can't come in." And then I tell him, "Well," and I go and recite off all these laws. He says to me. Wow, you know what you're talking about. Go in and shop. And I just had the same experience uh, Sunday evening. Uh, My my friend and co host Mike D was on the phone with me. I'm not going to tell the whole story, but I go into this grocery store. Manager comes over, hands me a mask. I said, I'm not putting that on. He immediately tells me he's calling the police. So I get my stuff, I go up to check out, and they're just like harassing me. Multiple managers, the cashier said, I refuse to check you out. I don't like your behavior which cashier, you can't do that as a cashier. What are you talking about? She takes my stuff and goes and hides it so I can't get it behind the counter, literally. I called him a bunch. I called him a bunch. I said, you guys are a bunch of like fascist communists who don't know anything about the law. This isn't the Soviet Union. And you can imagine these people got very furious because, you know, they all have a secret heart on for communism. They just don't want to admit that it killed 100 million people in the 20th century. But beyond that, at the end... The manager came over to me, the same guy that was going to call the police. Who was threatening. He's a big guy. Then he comes over and acknowledges, I'm sorry about that. Let me check you out. I'll let them know that you can come in here from now on. it's It's all about intimidation. It's not about masks. It's about intimidation. It's about threats. It's about fear. It's about coercing you. Because if they can intimidate and threaten and make you afraid and get you to back down to step down, to look down, to walk away, they have the power. And the only way they can enforce it beyond that intimidation is through force, physical force. And they know when they do that, they're in the wrong. See, if this, in our country, the United States, was a terrible Soviet-like state, then they would have just dragged me outside and shot me. We don't live in that environment, but we're dangerously close to opening the door to cultivating that kind of environment in the next couple of years, the next couple of decades as people are hysterical about things they do not understand. And so the more and more as this goes on, I see it as an exercise in perception where I I was having an argument with an infectious disease expert. And I said, isn't a viral particulate smaller than the size of the mask? And if you have your mask on, it could come through your mask. It could come through my mask. If I have a, she said, yes, she admitted it. And then she tells me, but it doesn't matter where it anyway. See, it's not about science. It's not about what is right. It's about compliance. Compliance gives the authority power. Otherwise, the authority has no power. And it doesn't mean that life suddenly becomes easier when you recognize this. In many ways, it becomes more difficult. But when you understand who you are and you're confident, then you just can, you can shred through these people because they're weak paper tigers that have this big, loud roar. And they tell you, I'm going to call the police and get you arrested. I said, under what? What are you going to arrest me? It's a policy. No, it's a requirement. It's a recommendation. I'm not taking the recommendation. And then the guy tells me, oh, well, we, th- this is a company and we don't want you in here. I said, yes, that's t- if I was black and you told me that, that's, you can't do that. And they just don't. Un- this one guy told me, he said, sir, it's a, it's a law that you got to wear the mask. And I said, it's not a law. I said, but it is a law that if you force me out of here, I can sue you under the Department of Justice and under the ADA. And he says, that's not a law. Like a 16-year-old girl. uh Uh-uh. Not even a 16-year-old girl, like a little 9-year-old kid. uh Uh-uh. That's not a law. That's not a law. Who are these people? Just a bunch of control freaks that are getting off on demanding that you do something. Or people that are so afraid and so scared that as soon as you open your mouth, they grab your stuff off the counter and say, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not checking you out. I mean, this is the psychosis, and it is astounding. And so it's no wonder... That those are the people that can't recognize that when Dr. Fauci says the virus can be stopped with a vaccine for one year and then you got to get another vaccine, and it just happens to like line up with health passes and yearly renewals for health passports and vaccine, it's like all oh, magically, it just lines up. This is medical propaganda. This is like state. North Korea propaganda, when you listen to these, you can't have Christmas, you can't have Thanksgiving, you can't have the 4th of July, you will wear the mask or we will shut the economy down. These are threats. They're threats. And you know how you deal with a bully? You'd probably dealt with a bully one time or another. Just don't pay attention to them. The bully doesn't have any authority over you. The only thing the bully has over you is the fear of what will happen if you don't do what the bully says, or the fear of, you know, getting punched or something. They're just a bunch of bullies. These are global bullies that are trying to bully you into doing what they want you to do. It's not about science. It's not even about common sense or logic. It's not about health. It's just about authoritarianism. Do what we say, not what we do. We'll tell you not to visit your family, then we'll go visit our family. We'll tell you not to eat meat, and then we'll have meat. We'll tell you not to have parties and get-togethers and sex, but we'll have eyes-wide-shut sex parties inside with no masks because I'm Governor Newsom, because I'm Diane Feinstein, because I'm Nancy Pelosi, because I'm the mayor of Michigan. And you will do what we tell you to do. You will not eat the, the apples. You will not drink the milk. The milk and the apples are for us. We're all equal, but some of us are more equal than others. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't forget $40 right now, our Black Friday special through Christmas. $40 gets you a one year subscription. All of my books in digital form, I'll email them to you. And a physical copy of one of my books, your choice, free shipping in the United States. rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. And it's also for PayPal. It supports the show, the network, and you. One last segment after this. Don't go anywhere.
2: this is Greg Carlwood of the higher side chats, helping people navigate the rough waters of the vast conspiracy at the higher And you're listening to the secret teachings with Ryan Gable.
3: You are listening to the secret teachings to contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations. Email RDgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info
0: you could listen to this and that show is now running all day friday and all day saturday on history channel which is really amazing since i don't know if there's any other show on tv that's doing that right now so I hate this channel. Or you could listen to the secret teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week and join us to explore the outer limits and quarantine zones of history, symbolism, parapolitics, myth and more. We don't have insiders or some galactic confederation ambassador, but we do have books, memories, critical thinking skills and an ability to recognize patterns and we also know a little bit about a lot but don't take my word for it
2: i'm kind of like you i'm a last of a dying breed a generalist
0: find the fringe.fm monday through friday for new episodes of the secret teachings or check out talk stream live in the paranormal radio app visit www.thesecretteachings.info to subscribe to the entire show archive so that you can listen stream and download every episode after it airs subscribers also get access to our montages and digital books www.thesecretteachings.info and The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. Don't settle for less. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this
6: channel. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, dot info
2: the Fringe FM. This is Jess Rogie from The Rogie Report News, and I literally sift through hundreds of articles a week to bring you the best in fringe news. Check out The Rogie Report
3: News here on The Fringe FM. You can't handle the truth! Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where happiness is an illusion. Here, where the past, present... And future, all coexist on the same timeline. Welcome to a future where our true reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. This is
5: KTLK Digital Broadcasting. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM.
6: This is from Ground Zero Radio,
5: and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
0: I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM, five nights a week, Monday through Friday. And you know, you hear about conspiracy theory. What a conspiracy theory is, according to some people, it varies between groups of people. Some believe that a conspiracy theory is this wild, insane idea that's just impossible. These are not real things. And others believe everything that happens in the world is some sinister evil conspiracy run by a group of elitist, cabalist, satanic ritual abusers that use every bit of their power and influence to manipulate world events. But a conspiracy is just to conspire to do something. And you have people that are of the belief that a conspiracy theory is always what is in the alternative perception of reality. In other words, when COVID-19 became well-known, I mean, I, I was talking about it in December last year. It didn't become extremely well-known until like the end of January, into February, when we started hearing about potential lockdowns and things like that. So we were like a month and a half ahead of this. At the time, didn't matter much. I showed people what was happening in China supposedly nobody cared. I showed people what was beginning to happen in the United States nobody cared. It was just that crazy quack that that little conspiracy theorist Ryan Gable saying crazy stuff again. I was like no I'm I'm reading this on like international press and medical journal like I'm reading it so, I mean I'm I'm not making it up but okay whatever. And now everybody knows about it. And then it's like, well, Ryan's still crazy because now he's saying that a lot of this is not what we're being told. So the average person dismisses it outright and believes what authority tells them. The opposite end of that spectrum are the conspiracy theorists, if we're going to make this this polar comparison. And they believe everything that is the opposite of what mainstream media and mainstream authorities say. So if mainstream authorities say you have to get a vaccine, it'll save you and protect you, immediately the conspiracy theorists all say, they're going to put nanobots in our body, and they're going to do it, so they're going to try to control us and sterilize us. It's like, well, can I see some information that would prove that? Oh, you just, you don't believe in it. Well, it's not a matter of belief, it's a matter of let me see some information. So for months we've heard there's going to be an RNA vaccine. And I've asked, can I see some proof of that? Oh, there's somebody on YouTube who mentioned it. Well, can I see some like scientific evidence of that? Can I see some proof of it? Can I see some kind of documentation? Can I see anything? I just may have overlooked it. it you, you might be right. I just need to see some kind of information. That's all. And Nobody really provided me with anything. And I ended up coming across it on my own and did a show on Friday about it, Smart Dust to Dust. We talked about the RNA vaccines and we talked about how Moderna has been paid by DARPA to develop these vaccinations and how with a $56 million donation, they are developing an RNA vaccine, which is very similar to the hydrogel that DARPA developed. In 2014, six years old, which is built upon technology that a Harvard scientist, a Canadian scientist, he worked for Harvard, Derek Rossi, in 2010, developed a way to reprogram RNA to produce the types of cells they want in the body. So this overrides even the idea of synthetic biology, at least on the surface, this allows for direct hijacking of the body. So when you start to read about the details, it's like, oh, there is an RNA vaccine, and oh, it is going to be the COVID vaccine, and oh, it's supposed to be advanced science and very safe and all this stuff. And you get a lot of people that are, you know, anti-vax. I'm not anti-vax or pro-vax. I just would like to not participate, period. However, I'm definitely not pro-vax whatever the hell that's supposed to mean within the context of our culture and society today with social media, these labels, and you get people that are like totally anti-vax that will tell you there's mercury and aluminum in every single vaccine. That is just, that's not true. A lot of them have it. Uh, Mercury is definitely in the flu shot and they give you how many containers of that flu shot? They give you like three, four, five. They said five, that's going to be how many COVID shots you're going to have to get. But if you're black, you're going to have to get 5. If you're anything else, you're going to get some, but you're not going to get 5 at a time. For blacks, they want to get 5. Bill and Melinda Gates said they should be first or second in line behind healthcare workers to get the shot if you're black. But it's don't worry. They're going to be paid for it. You know, just like the Tuskegee experiment. You're going to get your free healthcare. It just ain't going to be what you thought it was. You know. In that case, they gave these those black men syphilis, like 399, 398, 400 of them monitored them, didn't tell them they had syphilis, just let them suffer, just a medical experiment. That's all that it was, just a medical experiment. And today, you have the same people that ran Planned Parenthood and are open, well-known eugenicists and people that want to exterminate the black population that are like, yeah, we're going to give black people five vaccines, and there's nothing suspicious about that. And the CDC says today, here in the States, Uh, the 30th of November, the CDC says, oh yeah, by the way, uh, uh, obese people are going to get the vaccine. They've got a priority. And I remember back when this all kind of began and they were talking about vaccines in August, obese people were considered the one group of people that it wouldn't matter if they got vaccinated. It wouldn't do any good because they're fat and they're obese and they're really sick. Just like the two and a half medical problems that people are suffering with that supposedly, quote-unquote, die of COVID. It's not dying of COVID. They're dying with COVID of other things. That would be like saying people are dying from having fingernails. And then you look at all the dead people, and all the dead people have fingernails. They must be dying of fingernails. They must be dying of hair. They're dying of epidermis. They have skin. They're dying because of it. No. They're dying from other things. Car wreck, heart attack, cancer, treatments. They're dying of like plane crash, you know, all kinds of things. They do, they do have fingernails, though. We have fingernails. Maybe some of you don't have fingernails. We have most of us have fingernails. We all have an epidermis. We all have skin. So if you die with skin, you died from the skin. Or did you die from something else? That's as simply put as you can you can make it. So the vaccine inoculation theory just Vanishes out the window because it doesn't protect the people that are sick. They're sick for other reasons. That's a fact. So if it doesn't protect the obese people, then who's it going to protect? They tell you that there are going to be very severe side effects. That's official now. So what's the point? To make sick people sicker, to target useless eaters, which that term, useless eaters, useless eaters. That's a quote, a famous statement, famous quote. I used to actually, you know, I used it on my radio show when I first began radio, and someone was like, you can't, how how dare you call listeners useless eaters? I was like, no, that was uh, Henry Kissinger who said that. Useless eaters, bottom feeders, scum. That's what Henry Kissinger called the average human being, useless eaters. Well, if you're obese, you don't necessarily have an eating problem, but it's a very good likelihood that you do. So you would essentially be a useless eater. And that's who people like Henry Kissinger want to do away with. So you're a useless leader, vaccines won't work, and there's going to be really nasty side effects, and Bill Gates says 700,000 people are going to die, so give it to obese people. They're useless leaders. Kind of sounds like eugenics to me. And then black folks, Bill and Melinda Gates says, give them five vaccines, maybe more, and give it to them first. Right after healthcare workers, give them the vaccine but Bill Gates, his father, ran Planned Parenthood founded by Margaret Sanger, who said she wanted to exterminate black people because they were weeds. If I was black right now, I'd be sweating. Way more than, uh, you know, anybody else, unless you're obese, because you're a useless eater, they say. It's not my word. That's Henry Kissinger. That's what he said, not what I said. He said that, not me. So I start to think, okay, something's wrong here. Dr. Fauci now said the vaccine will only work for a year. So he says he doesn't know how long it lasts, but it'll probably last for a year, which is great for the health certificates and the vaccine papers because you'll have to renew them every year with another shot of compliance. And that's what it is. It's compliance. That's how you give other people power. You acquiesce and you comply. You acquiesce, and you comply. You acquiesce, you comply. That gives them authority. And once you've given them authority, by natural law, God's law, and enshrined in our Constitution in the United States, once you give up your right to be a free, sovereign individual in that regard, you have now submitted yourself to that authority authority. And now they have a right to do to you what they want to do to you because you've acquiesced and complied. Acquiescence and compliance. Those are the two major tools of tyrants and authoritarians. So you'll have to have the shot to travel, but you'll have to get it every year. And the shot just might make you real sick. I mean, they don't need a vaccine to put nanobots in your body, as people are suggesting. That's ludicrous. Ray Kurzweil and Julian Assange have said, look, these things are in the environment. They've sprayed it everywhere like confetti. Other things could be nano, nanoparticulates that are in geoengineering trails. That's part of the spraying process, all admitted through the U.S. Air Force and others since the 60s at least. State Department, Department of Defense, it's all over the place. They don't need that vaccine or that little nose swab to put something in your body. So what's really going on here? The conspiracy theorists say it's all about nanobots. And the other people say, don't get together with your family for Christmas. we got to stop the spread of disease, get a vaccine, it'll save everybody. And just neither side of this extreme is making much sense to me. So you tell me I don't get to go see family, but then you get to go see family. You tell me to wear a mask, but you don't wear a mask. All the governors and mayors and doctors videoed photographs seen out in public. And then the conspiracy theorists are like, look, they're putting nanites in you. Okay, great, fine, sure, that technology exists, but they don't need to do a, have a vaccine to do it. So, I'm not buying it. Sure, I'm not getting a vaccine, but I'm not buying this. So, something else is going on here. And I think, I don't, I don't feel that this is the reason, but I think that we're overlooking a very simple detail. I think that we're overlooking a word. I think we're overlooking the word trivial. And I think because we're lo- overlooking the, the the word trivial, and we're very confused about what we're being told and what's happening, that we kind of forget that like the psychologist, who formed the chart of coercion, Bitterman. If you want to look him up, Bitterman's chart of coercion, the Bitterman chart, the chart of coercion. It starts with isolating the individual, monopolizing their perception, fixing their attention on immediate issues. Don't worry about Fukushima Genetically modified foods, cigarette smoking deaths, heart disease. Just worry about the two people that died today of COVID. Just worry about other people getting you sick because they're not doing something to protect themselves, which they've now inverted, so that if they don't do it, it protect, doesn't protect you, even though you've protected yourself. But the perception is it protects other people. Isolate them. Monopolize their perception. Humiliate and degrade them like was done to me at the store yesterday, wear a mask or we're calling the police on you. Uh, title 18, Section 242, Color of Law, you cannot force me to do that. I don't care what the mandate is. Americans with Disabilities Act, HIPAA, I'm not telling you my medical condition. I'm a protected class of people, whether I have autism, anxiety, deaf, or I'm black, or I'm white. You're not going to discriminate against me. I know the law. You don't. But if I don't know the law, then I'm humiliated. Weaken people through exhaustion, step four. Threaten people. I will call the police. You will not be able to buy and sell. You will not be able to have a relationship, a friendship, a family. You will do what we tell you to do. And then allow people to have just momentary lapses of indulgence where it looks like it's going to be great. Go out and have a good time and then, wait a minute, someone didn't wear a mask, we're locking down again. And then, demonstrating omnipotence suggests the futility of resistance. No matter what happens, even if you get a vaccine, this is going to last indefinitely. And that word trivial, forcing trivial demands, develops habits of compliance to enforce the rules. It doesn't have to make sense. It's not supposed to make sense. It's designed to confuse you. To keep you trapped in a thought process of this doesn't make sense, what's going on, none of this adds up. Because that makes you more vulnerable to the coercive persuasion. Because if you can be kept confused and you're not thinking straight and not thinking logically, then you go along and say, well, maybe they're right or maybe if I just do this, you become malleable. If you're looking to cut the head of this snake off, trivial demands, stand six feet away from me or wear this plastic shield. Trivial demands. Don't get together for Christmas. Don't get together for Thanksgiving. Cultural degrading. Humiliating people, controlling their perception, isolating them, exhausting them, threatening them. Demonstrating how futile it is to resist all of these things are the methods by which, as, as Bitterman suggested, to extract confessions out of prisoners of war, to torture people, to get them to do what you want them to do. And that's why none of this has to make sense. Those of us who are logical are thinking, well, none of this makes any sense. We were told that and this and that. And while we're discussing it, we're just basically told we're threatened. Like the mayor of Detroit just threatened the the residents. If you make a commitment to masks, we don't have to shut the economy down. But it's totally arbitrary because if one person doesn't wear one, suddenly everybody's sick. That's a personal choice. It doesn't affect other people. If they want to kill themselves, if the virus is so bad, let them kill It's their choice. It's not anybody's responsibility but their own. That's what this is all about. It is a perception management exercise. And through that perception management, a new, false, illusory reality is created. And the power, though derived from we the people, ultimately is sucked out of us like a vampire feeding. When we acquiesce and we are coerced into doing things we know are wrong, we do them anyway because it'll just be easier. Just participate. Just do it. And then... We won't have to torture you. We, we, we won't have to hit you again. It's okay. You know? It's like domestic violence. It's abuse. It's torture. It's happening to all of us. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. If you'd like to subscribe to our archive to get access to all the shows... Go to www.thesecretteachings.info, click the donate or subscribe button at the top of the page. You can sign up to get the reoccurring payments for the subscription, but we have our end of the year special. If you donate $40 even, you get a one year subscription, which can also be a renewal. You get all three of my books in digital form, and you get a physical copy of one of my books, your choice. You can look at those books on the website with reviews and more. www.thesecretteachings.info. The book alone is 20 something dollars of value. So you're basically getting like half off uh, of a yearly subscription plus. And that's what supports us, the network, and you. www.thesecretteachings.info. I'm Ryan Gable. If you'd like to contact us, r d Gable, G A B L E at yahoo.com. And check us out on social media, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teaching. Stay tuned to The Fringe FM. Don't go anywhere. Thefringe.fm. Stay safe, stay informed, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast.